Apple. And I'm Dave Geller. And we are the co-hosts of What Do We Know? What Do We Know is a free-range podcast dealing with wellness, education, sports, personal stories, and more from two guys who know a lot about certain things, but not a lot about others. Your hosts are Dan Brosco, a longtime educator, compulsive runner, and father of five. And Dave Geller, a pediatrician with three kids and an amazing Maine accent. Good evening, everybody. It is it's Thursday evening, August 13th, 2020, 10.30 in the evening. My name is Dan Braskell. I'm joined tonight by Dr. David Geller, Dr. G, uh, on the bottom of my screen, on the top of my screen, back for a second time on the podcast, one and only Mark Bornstein of originally Brockton, then London, and now Maitland, Florida. And joining Mark Bornstein is Avery Simone, age 10, fresh from a outdoor dinner in Orlando. Avery Simone, thanks for joining us. Mark, thanks for joining us. And Dr. Geller, welcome back. Good to be here. Wow. Yeah, so, yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not sure how um how Mark Bornstein rates me getting two times on the pod. Pretty exciting. Starting a trend. Starting a trend. I'm your number one fan. I th- I think I have the most <laughs> podcast listens under my belt. I, I think I think I think um, Mark has the click farms in China where they give us all of our listeners and our and our, and our metrics and our numbers. So first, I want to say extend my congratulations to Mark and Arsenal on their FA Cup victory. Very impressive. We've we've got a little bit more silver under our belt. Well done, and and clinching a Europa League berth, so Mazel. And then I'll pat myself on the back again for Liverpool winning the league, just to give you a little bit of a knife in the back there. And uh, we only have a short amount of time until the Premier League starts again, Mark, which is very exciting. Yeah, we're only a few weeks away from the next season, so you know, start from scratch once again. And as we've discussed in the past, we we've got Fulham back up top again. Yep. Good to see them back in the Premier. Um, Happy to see Brentford not make it because, well, you know, they're not a premiership team anyways, as we all know. But there you well, go. Well, yeah. well Brent, Brentford, the subject of much of much uh, praise for their data analytics driven approach towards finding players and people in the right positions and climbing divisions. So maybe next year, boys. But shout out to Fulham, shout out to Leeds. Certainly good to have them back. And Liverpool, perhaps the odds on favorite. But I think Man U has a chance, actually. So we'll see how it goes. Anybody other than uh, Chelsea, right, Aves? Yeah. Chelsea, uh, Avery, you're not a big Chelsea fan? No, not at all. What about Christian Pulisic? He's pretty awesome. Hmm. Uh, uh, goodness. Uh, okay. Um, so, <laughs> Boynton's in Florida. For how long have you been in Florida? We've been here for four weeks now. Another couple wow. of weeks to go. And how many more to go? About two more. Are you fleeing COVID or are you freeing to COVID? Hmm. I, still, I still think the UK has a little better grasp of it, yep. at least compared to, say, Florida and California. But, um, you know, I think like most of the world, we've had a, a major second uh, wave in the past few weeks. Yep. A couple more cities have uh, gone back back into lockdown. Yep. Uh, London itself hasn't. So, But when we get back, we, do, we are forced into a 14-day strict quarantine. Where they do random checks on us. So wow. if uh, they come by and we're not home, I'm not quite sure what the fine is, but I want to say it's about a thousand pounds if you're not in, at, at home when they uh, come and check on you. But wow. so wow. Uh, don't know how we're going to walk the dog. But we'll work that out as well. The dog will walk him or herself. Is the dog with you or is the dog back at home? Being no, the dog's back at home. Got wow. someone staying at the house watching the dog. 
Um, Dave Geller's the Lexington enforcer for COVID uh, quarantine. He walks around giving out the fines. Do you know that? I'm just, I'm just imagining, I'm just imagining um, the the authorities showing up at Mark's door and and, and um, Avery opening it, holding a bottle of gin and a shaker, and saying, <laughs> <laughs> "See, that's like might approve of. There's no COVID. There's no COVID here. We've got 60% alcohol. We're exactly. fine. Exactly. <laughs> and Mark's saying, "Oh, I knew, I knew we forgot the dog somewhere." <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny. I, I, you know, you always see these very cleverly like themed drinks. Whatever is happening, like the drinks about uh, the Iran deal back in the day, and the drinks about Trump's administration. Like, what are the drink names for COVID? I think I've missed those blogs or those suggestions. You know, like what's the lockdown? You know, I, I, what's the, I what's think, the what's the rapid test? What's the I think the big one is quarantini, isn't it? Let's go have yeah, a quarantini. That feels, that feels a little bit too easy, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. This will be, be our third podcast. Avery, I think it's the only one I know. Us, all right. <laughs> all right. Uh, so uh, we'll do a quick hits from the week, and then we'll dive into a 2020 20 with uh, with with I guess three and a half participants. Um, <laughs> you know, the, big, the big news up here, Dave, as you know, the the, the governor's great color coded map about towns and transmission rates, which was released with much. Uh, pomp and circumstance and panic, I would say, and outrage and advocacy about families saying, oh, that's what's happening. So we should open school. We should not open school. We should keep gyms closed. We should keep restaurants open. Everyone's going bananas over the map. And the map is changing on a day-to-day basis, Dave. So what's your take on all that? Uh, it's a it's a it's a colorful map, and I am waiting for our our areas to change colors. Um, hopefully, not too momentarily. No, it's a. I mean, you and I talk a lot. You know, once a day, twice a day, sometimes in days like this, continuously. And yeah, things are changing. Um, and we're, you know, we're always interested in what the governor has to say and what stance he pseudo kind of takes with things. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll, we'll 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 see what tomorrow brings. I mean, the most, I mean, I'm getting whiplash every day from the policy announcements and the changes and what people think they're going to hear and what they actually hear. Last Monday, uh, many people were, were convinced and talking about how the governor was going to say schools are not going to open until January. The commissioner then, as you know, walked that back on Tuesday saying, absolutely not, that's not going to happen. And then Monday, yesterday, the governor's like, no, like, we don't want anybody doing a road and only do hybrid if you have to. We want kids back in school, which leaves all 264 district and school committees and superintendents saying, what does this mean right now? No one knows. The whole thing could change tomorrow. Bedford went from green to yellow. What does that even mean? And no one knows. So the, the lack of really clear direction and the lack of really clear policy, a lack of real clear enforcement is driving everyone bananas. I would say present company included, David. I don't know, man. It's a stressful, stressful I, time to be alive. All I know is that after your um, school committee um, leadership and soliloquy, it was tough to fall asleep last night hearing <laughs> the chairs of people carrying you around the towns of town of Bedford on their shoulders, um, cheering you on for okay. future, future that, speech. That, that definitely happened, right. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, it, reminded, okay. it reminded me of the last scene of Rudy, I think. You being carrying out the field, it was wonderful. <laughs> I mean that movie. If you don't get the chills from watching Rudy, Mark, uh, Avery, and Dave, then you're not you're not alive. That movie is still amazing, and you you can hate Notre Dame as I do and still love that movie. Um, other thing, I mean, historic day for those of us interested in the Middle East is uh, is Israel and the United Arab Emirates officially announced a path towards normalization. I do want to celebrate that and acknowledge. Yeah, we just heard the news on the radio uh, on the TV tonight. Um, it's quite interesting. Uh, 
stunning good to hear the only th- the only thing that bothered me is the fact that they announced that this was announced by the white house which means certain people are taking uh uh they'll be taking credit for it which don't believe it's necessarily deserved but um i think in, in general terms it's good to see that some of these uh, relationships are becoming normalized in the Middle East after all these years. I think it's a great thing. I mean, this is this, this is the second Dubai reference this month, Dave, as you know. So maybe my dream of having dinner on the Burj Khalifa will, in fact, come true. I'll go to Israel and hop over to Dubai for the weekend and have dinner on the top of the world. I'm in. I'm in. And there's rumors today that Oman and Bahrain are going to follow suit pretty soon. And, you know, this dream long talked about of, of moderate Sunni and Emirati-Israeli uh, uh, relationships if it happens, I don't care how it happens. I'm very happy about it. It's a great move um, for folks that are into that sort of thing, as I am. So I, I'm really happy about that today. We could use some more good news in 2020. I think you should have a seat at the table of the next talks. You'd be, you'd be wonderful. You could bring your leadership. Listen, I might know more about that stuff than some people at those tables, <laughs> particularly in this administration. Um, and my last rhetorical question, as, as we watch this country still just going through tough times, are we really going to do nothing? as the Postal Service is destroyed in front of our eyes and the election is attempted to be manipulated. And boy, I hope the answer is no, but color me a little bit skeptical. It's really horrible I'm trying to be positive about it, but I'm sorry I'm not. And uh, I'm just depressed about that today. As excited I am is about the UAE. Postal Service is a little bit more relevant to us and a little bit more uh, crucial and maybe uh, alarming. So I'm sad about that. I think that'd be a great, that'd be a great coloring book, actually. The Brazi Color Me, Color Me Something coloring book. Page one. Color me something. <laughs> Page one. Color me. <laughs> color me skeptical. Page two. Color me the the COVID uh, coloring scheme uptick. Page three. Color Dan Brosco carry through the town of Bedford on the shoulders of Bedfordians after the school committee soliloquy. Well, Jay, I, I like how you're my tires. I, I'll be carried to the I'll be carried to the town stocks and put in them pretty soon. From when I'm here, I've heard that. So it was heard. A, it was a short celebrity after my little my little dramatic. So so after after our conversation this morning, tell Mark and uh, Avery how many emails or phone calls you got today related to. Oh, I got uh, a lot. I got a lot. How many? I mean, give us give it, it give it, us it a was, count. It was, it was less than Friday. I don't know. Maybe it was twenty five or thirty. But then I, mean, I, I do myself no favors. I walked over to the field next to our house to watch a baseball game. And I'm just inviting conversations with people. And I'm happy to have them. And, you know, most reasonable people have reasonable opinions. And I focus on the folks who aren't being reasonable, as we all do. Um, but, you know, this is we're, we're a month and plus out from school. We'll need every every last second to get this one right. So, so my this is where Mickey Rourke got it right when in, in the movie Barfly when he turns around to the to the guy sitting next to him and he says, "I don't hate people. I just feel better when they're not around." And man, this is kind of the sense I'm getting for you at the moment. <laughs> uh, I love people. I'm also an incredible introvert, and that's an amazing thing to hold in tension. How does that sound? So how how do you how, how do you feel, Dan? Where now they're they're ranking the gator that you wear twenty four seven as the one of the least protective. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying. Overnight. I'm trying to ignore that news. I'm, I like the gator, but maybe it isn't really effective. I don't know. That was disconcerting. Avery, are you wearing masks? Yeah. How many masks do you have? One. You only have one mask. Yeah. We she doesn't like, exhale. We have like five hundred masks in our house. Really? Yeah, no, I'm like, we have like, we have dragonfly masks and rainbow masks and whale masks and blank masks Mm -hmm. and paisley masks. And like, we just like, if if they're there, I'm grabbing them because I have so many 
children and faces to cover, you know? Well, see, that's just a false economy. You're, you're supporting a false economy that's going out there. You only need one mask. doesn't matter how bad it smells. That's your problem. You just need the one. Um, David, have you... Uh, so I, I actually got yelled at today, Dave, when I was running without a mask, which hasn't happened yet. I was on one side of Railroad Avenue, like, running past the bus company, and I had two older folks on bikes biking towards the depot. And <laughs> the older woman said, get a mask on. And I was like... Yeah, I've been waiting for that for months, but it finally happened today. And was I'm she like, wear, yep, thank you. Was she wearing a helmet? I wasn't really noticing that. I hope she was. I'm sure she was. Was she smoking a cigarette? I don't think that was happening. But I got Good. I got mask I got not masked shame for not running the mask. Huh? But I did see the news maybe it was out of England about the doctor who ran twenty two miles with a mask to prove that it didn't harm your oxygen. I'm like, Hey, <laughs> way to take twenty two miles for the team, buddy. I mean, it's interesting you say that because down here we're in a very conservative area, and I've been doing quite a bit of um, Bornstein research. Yeah, well, no, I've been doing quite a bit of domestic work from uh, helping out around the house, doing some um, painting and things. Domestic, domestic work. <laughs> could you list? Could you list some of the domestic work that you've been accomplishing down there, Mark? What kind of do? Shirting his butter, you know. Exactly. <laughs> I've been polishing the stockade. <laughs> but um, spend you know, quite a bit. Of... Avery, what has your dad been doing? Has he been doing the laundry? Has he been doing the cooking? What's he been doing? Uh, he painted. He's been painting some walls. Uh, I painted the railings black. Uh, um. The shed over at Marcy's. We are doing another, another like, large project. So, so, so basically, your domestic work involves watching Bob Foss on TV and painting. So, and we're converting a, a, an, an out of date cabana into a bar. Where are you? Where are you right now, Mark? Are you with your brother? I'm at my brother's you? house down in Florida, down in Orlando, just outside Orlando. And he and he's a he's a doctor, right? He's a physician. He, he's a PhDI. The PGI doctor. Yeah. And he's and he's employing you for domestic work for the hottest month of summer. It's like, it's like, it's like, it's like they bring, it's like indentured servitude. They brought the folks over from England to work and they'll be released after seven years, right? Well, like, it's, it's a good trade off because I give him domestic labor, he provides me with free alcohol, and I think I'm getting the better deal. That's so that's a fair trade. <laughs> I think it's wow. trigon economics, right? Exactly. He makes you, he makes you work at his house, and you make your kids, you know, mix your drinks. It's uh, what, what's next? Unbelievable. All right. Well, here we are. We got, we're 15 minutes in. We got Avery Simone chiming in about the painting. It's wonderful. Avery got some questions for you coming up. Um, mm -hmm. so we've we've done a 2020. This is a 2020 and 20 because there's three of us. We're all wearing glasses. 2020 and a half because Avery Simone is here. Um, mm -hmm. Mark Bornstein has graciously chipped in with most of these questions, uh, based on his experience of listening to all three of our priors. Um. But, you know, as we have, as, as Mark is our guest and coming over from the UK, um, we're going to give him the first question, the first take at it. And Mark, I mean, how much do you love fish and chips? I have to admit, I'm a huge fan of fish and chips. And, um, you know, there's many forms of it. The chips come in, there's many different types of chips. Uh, I'm a bit of a traditionalist. I like them parboiled first and then, you know, fried second time in a deeper oil. Uh, I like my fish fresh. I prefer um, cod versus rock fish. 
Yep. And I like my uh, malt vinegar on my chips. Wow. Avery Simone, fish and chips, yes or no? No. Not at all? No. So when you go out and your dad says, you want fish and chips? You're like, dad, no, I'm getting a cheeseburger. What do you say to him? Um, five guys. Five guys, yeah. Five guys. I would have five guys or... I would have five guys or anything better than just uh, fish and chips with, yeah. malt, with malt vinegar. Dave Geller, yeah. fish and chips. Dave Geller, fish and chips. Yes or no? First of all, I think Mark way too much um, research into that, to answer that question. I'm thinking there's different types of fish in your chips. I'm actually, you know, growing up in Maine, you know, with with, with lots of fish and chips right on the coast. I'm actually not a huge fish and chips fan. I'd rather, I'd rather spend my calories elsewhere. And I've been known to peel off the, off the, um, fried part of the, of the fish just to eat it. So I can sit, so I can save my heart for the later use. Oh, you're missing the best part. You probably, I know. You probably go for Chinese food and no. pull the batter off your general South chicken. So you can save your calories for something else. <laughs> let me, let me tell you the last time I had some general South chicken, which was never. <laughs> Dave's the guy that peels off all the breading from all of his breaded fried products, apparently. All right. Uh, my, my answer is fish and chips. Absolutely not. No way. No, thank you. Uh, apologize, kind of, but not really at all. If I was going to go for a, a traditional um, British food, I think bangers and mash is more my speed. Mark Bornstein and Avery Simone. I'm a bangers and mash kind of guy, as long as it's kosher. How's that sound? We'll give you that one. Thank you so much. All right. Uh, question two, Bornstein. That one's yours. Go ahead. Uh, so this is actually more for you guys because I have to admit this question has no interest for me at whatsoever. But <laughs> you know, give me a sofa and a remote control and I'm happy. But you know, listening to you guys week in week out, running, biking, or hiking, what is your preferential uh, form of uh, outdoor activity? Dan, you go, Dan. We know well, what I mean, you I love. Run, I mean, I run every day. Um, that's got to be one. But I mean, hiking is definitely a close second these days. Hiking, I find very therapeutic. And there's hikes that are, I've always wanted to do that I haven't gotten to yet. Um, so I'm an aspirational hiker and a daily runner. And I don't bike nearly enough as I probably should. Um, only thing I don't do is swim, as we talked about. I'm a terrible swimmer. Sorry. Um, but I did swim last weekend up on the lake with Dave Geller. So that was fun. What do you got, yeah. TG? I want to I wanna have to go with, with Avery. Five guys. You know, I don't know. Um, <laughs> the... Um, yeah, so biking has no value for me, um, and I not I enjoy hiking just really because Jen, my wife, enjoys it so much. But I'd much rather go for a run personally. And uh, do you see this large mm. avocado I'm holding up? By yeah, that's, that's nice. Is that pretty cool? Nice. Are, you, are you an avocado fan? You must like avocados. Yes, I love avocados. Really? Do you like avocado toast? Yeah. Wow. Who makes it? You or Me. mom? Okay. Maybe I don't know. Maybe I don't know. No, no, no. The answer, the answer is she makes it for her father when he's yeah, hungry. Wait, I, I actually, I, I want to come back to the fact that Mark Bornstein was talking about how it's a very conservative area that they're in, and look at the shirt he's wearing. Did you wear that out, Mark? I just bought this today, actually. Oh my God, Avery Simone, what are, you, what are your thoughts on this? I mean, blue and floral and something. Is it seersucker? What is that? No, it's just That's it's just cotton, just. A, Print. So you, bought, you just give us like the top, what were the top three factors that convinced you to buy that shirt? It was extremely reduced in price. 
Okay, good. I think I, I got this. It was originally $80. I think I paid eight. That's a pretty good sale. All right. He, got, he actually, actually, like four weeks ago when he got to Florida, he hit it on the rack at TJ Maxx, so hoping it would go down every time. <laughs> Um, Avery Simone, your thoughts on that shirt? Um, yeah, no. you, can, you can be honest with us. Yeah. I like you it. Like, all right, listen, your dad rocks it. He's got confidence. All right. Can you can you just say Avery? Can you say it's preposterous? It's preposterous. Thank oh, you. So good. Next just question. Every, every, every after every question, just say that. Uh, <laughs> all right. Question number three: Geller first, mountains or beach? Ha! Huh. What beach are we talking about? In like, general. Uh, Ocean Beach or Lake Beach? Ooh. Um, I would have to say Ocean Beach. I think we're, it's probably an Ocean Beach question. Yeah, I right. would say Lake Beach. Hi, <laughs> <Okay>. guys. <laughs> so, the, so the rules the rules of 2020, Avery, uh, the answer has to be part of the question. <laughs> That's not true at all. <laughs> Geller, mountains or Ocean Beach? Mountains or Ocean Beach? Okay, I will go with um, mountains. Okay, Avery Simone says Lake Beach, which is a fine middle ground. Mark Vorn says... Mountains, actually, mountains. Hey, sure. <laughs> I changed my mind to mountains because... Avery, you want, Avery, you want ketchup or mustard? Relish. Stop it. Ketchup, Mark. definitely. Actually, ketchup and mayonnaise. Match up. Okay, if you like Match mayonnaise, up. You, you, if you like mayonnaise, you can't be on this podcast. But that's okay though. Oh. Uh, Mark, mountains or beach? I have to say I'm more of a beach person. Oh, I'm I'm Mr. Mountain right here. Mountains and hills and lakes and stay away from the salt water. Stay yeah. away from the sharks. By the way, Dave, Shark and Wells, Maine. Did you see that today? Shark and Wells, I... Maine. They clo closed down the beach. Drake's Island is shut down. It's craziness, Ridiculous, man. Ridiculous. It's craziness, yeah. yeah. Shark week. All right. Question four. Bornstein, yours. All right. College of pro sports. You, um, I think at various points in my life, I've had different differing opinions about this one. I think right now, college sports is just so uh, transparently a money-making exploitative enterprise. It's hard to really get behind it. So uh, now I'm a pro sports kind of guy. Hmm. Yeah, How are you, you? Um, yeah, I'm going to put an Avery in this one. Uh, college basketball, pro, everything else. I think that's exactly how I feel. I'd, I'd much rather watch college basketball than pro basketball. Um, I just think there's, you know, considering, you know, it's, it, they play a, a zone defense versus a man-to-man, -man, it changes the whole dynamic of the game. Uh, are there college sports in the United Kingdom? No, there are colleges in the United Kingdom. This is anything, any, any higher no. education over there? There's, there's a couple of small little universities uh, you might have heard of over the years. One called Oxford, one called Cambridge, but Oxford, Maine, Oxford, Oxford uh, Resort Casino. What, what's this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, heard that, I heard that Oxford's going remote this year. Is that true? <laughs> I think they're all going remote this year. Really? What's going on here? What's going on in, um, in the UK with colleges? Uh, that's a good question. I have to admit, I really don't know what's going on at the university level. I think at the at the, the lower levels, at the primary and upper school levels, at the moment, the plan is for the students to go back full time. Hmm. Um, that could change between now and then. Uh, the kids start school the 7th of September, so we've got a few weeks to go. But um could change by then, but, but as of the moment, the plan is for them to go back. The Prime Minister is is adamant that in-school attendance is a priority. 
Well, you know, I mean, in-school in attendance is, is, is better than remote attendance. It's true. And I think the, you know, the, the push and pull of, you know, you, you might complain with your teenagers about seeing their friends and, and not learning. You know, te teenagers can handle it, but think about the five-year-old, six-year-old, seven-year-olds that aren't, aren't reading, that have a delay in their academics, that are going to, you know, be further delayed by less time in school. You can't learn how to read online, as the governor has said. It's really tough. It's really tough. Amy, what do you want to do? Remote? We'll go back to school. Go back to school. There we go. Are you at all nervous? No. I didn't think so. I've already I been back to school actually during um, coronavirus because so I did the last three. three weeks and I went back to school for two days every week. Yeah. Um, and it was only like 13 people in my class. Um, so we each had one desk to ourselves. Yep. Um, and it was really nice because it was ma mainly just to see our friends before the end of the year. So I got, I got a crazy question here because I'm talking, I'm listening to Avery talk, which is beautiful. But are there any fast talkers out in, in London, like in England, like like me? Does anybody just say, hey, how's it going? I have fish and chips. <laughs> it's just like, it's just, does anybody not articulate well over there? Does anybody just kind of blur their words together like me? It just—it's just. It's just pretty Conversations take quite a long time over in London, I must say. No, but it's just no, not 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 in a bad way, but like. Just no, like, they take quite a long time sometimes. <laughs> what an like, amazing question, Dave! I never thought about that, but it makes sense, right? It's amazing. Like if you rush to get something out, like you, it's, it's, you can still understand it. <laughs> it's, it's like the scene in Zootopia. <laughs> Wow. Um, all right. Uh, all right. I got. I got. I, I got. I got one. I got one for you. Um, Bornstein. Yeah. Go on. You'd rather then. be on a plane or a train. Oh, plane travel. any day. Plane, 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 plane. Definitely. You know, up until this past year or so, I probably spent the last fifteen years flying every week, every other week, um, typically long haul flights, and it, it took a while for my wife to ca uh, catch on. But she finally realized that I was going to the airport about four or five hours before my flight because I was spending four hours in the in, in the lounge drinking. Lounge. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, if I had a nine o'clock flight, I would tell her it was at four o'clock so I could go and sit for four hours and drink. Um, I, I was reading. I was reading. Mark, I was reading your LinkedIn bio, and it's like he he's married to his wonderful wife. You know, works for TikTok. Talk about that later. Um, <laughs> His two daughters and his and his favorite organ, his liver. <laughs> Wait, that's on LinkedIn. So, <laughs> I have to bring this back to an old Brandeis story. So, this was probably between my sophomore junior year, and I was spending a significant amount of time with a, with a mutual friend of ours, uh, Mr. Mark the Schmoo Jackson. Oh God! And I came home from I think it was probably Christmas break. And my mother had to take me to hospital, and I ended up, I, I basically, through drinking for a prolonged period of time with Mr. Jackson, just destroyed my innards and uh, was diagnosed with liver damage with, with extreme elevated ALT levels. You're kidding and me, really? I still can't give blood. So ja Jackson's an interesting guy. If we, if we, I don't think we go four ways on this thing, but... Um, Jackson's an interesting guy. That that guy who we called the schmoo, who really he was the most kind of amorphous guy you met. He really didn't have like a muscular tone in his body. No, not a muscle at all. Now works. Now, I don't now, know. 
I think this is going to become an 11 for 11 because we're never going to make, get it through. But he um <laughs> he now work he now works for um the ATF or the um, border patrol. He was border patrol. Um, oh, but is, I, 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 is, I can't he, even, is he is he kidnapping protesters in Portland? I can't even tell you what he does now because he's so undercover. But but that guy could it, he he he's one of those guys that could drink and there was like never there was no end to him. It was the most bizarre thing. So, I mean, you, I if you like use they use the adjective amorphous to describe him, <laughs> that's really well, he he like. he was great. <laughs> And he, when he would laugh, he kind of all jiggle and giggle around. Oh, but he's a great guy. <laughs> so, so Mark, Mark Bornstein's a flyer. Avery's a flyer. Dave is definitely a trainer. There's no doubt about it. Dave I can tell you, I, I can tell you, like, if, 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 the, if the first time I ever rode on a train from D.C. back to Boston, I thought I was in heaven. It was the oh, greatest. The train's the best. I love the train. I mean, it, it, it's like having your first bite of, like, some of the most amazing food ever. Like, this, it was the greatest experience for me. I love the train, but unfortunately, our country is not really train friendly. Um, but I mean, I'll do either. But the, the experience of like taking the train, cracking open a beer in the cafe car and watching like the scenery, you know, drive <laughs> on by is really wonderful. So I enjoy that. Um, Del, uh, Dave Geller, favorite sneaker brand of choice? Athletic shoes, tennis shoes, sneakers. What are you buying when you're, you're getting New Balance, Nike, Adidas, Puma? Yeah, I'm always trying to fight for me. For me, for running, it's always tough, tough to find a good shoe. I enjoy uh, actually, um, I think it's Saucony. But if I could, if I could have my, if I could have my favorite shoe back, it would be a, it would be a, um, an Andre Agassi cro- Nike cross trainer shoe. One of my favorite shoes. That's a and very I, specific answer. Yeah, I love that shoe. That you, like Andre, strap. you like Andre Agassi or just the shoe? Shoe was great. Cross trainer shoe, just you could do so much in it. And uh, wow. Or, or, yeah, or a good, a good, a good high top basketball shoe like like a like a Nike. Mark, How about you guys? Your favorite, favorite, say, way, favorite is a is F A V O U R I T in this question because we're from we're from England now. Um, your favorite right. so, sneaker brand of choice. We, we'd appreciate the proper spelling, please. Don't we always? So um, I have to say, some, you want some uh, some courgette? Do you want some aluminium? <laughs> well, oddly enough, you say that we actually spell aluminium. Aluminium. It's not just a pronunciation thing. Oh, it's, it's actually spelled differently. Yeah. Is that spelling. a new element on the periodic table? What is yes. aluminium? Yes, you, you should have learned that in your. Um, Orgo. <laughs> Use a big word, Bornstein. Use a big word. <laughs> Which you typically fail me. Um, I'm, I'm, just little, back, I'm just this time that you at the Waltham Western Hospital with elevated liver enzymes, with your mother standing by your side, holding your hand, saying, "What have I done?" <laughs> oh, it's the, it's the schmooze fault. The oh, schmooze what have fault. I done? I blame the schmoo. <laughs> um, anyways, getting back on track. I am, although currently I'm wearing a pair of, uh, how would we say it? Adidas? Adidas. I don't say Adidas. I say Adidas, but Olivia here says Adidas. And well, I, I, Olivia here is saying it wrong. Exactly. How do you say Yosemite? Pardon? <laughs> How do you say Yosemite? Yosemite. Yosemite. Oh, gosh. News of the weird. Go ahead, Morrissey. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> Your daughter interrupted you. But um, I, I, am a, I personally am a Nike fan for, for whatever particular reason. I'm not quite sure, but Nike is my uh, brand of preference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think I, I'm, I'm very... 
I could, I'll buy whatever I, I mean, listen, if I'm running, I'm buying New Balance. If I'm out there somewhere, I'll probably be looking for a Nike. I'm running down Adidas. I love the Vibram Five Fingers for running also, as we know, the toe shoes. Um, I've Under Armour sneakers. I got everything. I just grab whatever I find. So I'm not particular to anything. I mean, growing up, I think, I remember when the pumps came out, I had to get some of those, right? The pump it up ones. So that was pretty exciting for me. And, um, and who was, and who was your friend that worked at Tom McCann Geller? Who was that? Uh, dude, me, me and me and Mike, Todd Katz. Todd Katz, right. Those are good. Those are good. Those are some quality shoes. Here we go. T-H-O-M. All right, guys. Here's one for here's, here's one for you, the Brandeis grads in the uh, in the group here. Schtissel, Fowder, The Wire. Favorite show? Fowder, undoubtedly, without question, unreservedly, Fowder. Best Martin. show out there. Martin Bornstein is absolutely correct. Fauda is absolutely breathtaking. And although the wire is, is you know, it's it's longer, but you get a lot more out of the wire. Fauda for me, uh, in my limited experience, right, one of, one of the greatest shows I've ever seen. And Geller still hasn't seen it, so that's his problem. I've seen a little Fauda. Um, then I'm you good. haven't seen it. So Fauda, Fauda, and Geller, you're going to say something else probably. I don't think you've seen any of those. Um, I th- the one with, with with Borat in it was really good. You guys seen Spy? That was a spy. Yeah, the Spy was, was a good one. That was all a right, good guys. one. I'll give you that. So, so I'm so I'm so number so number nine. All right, I'm sitting here. I'm getting through. Um, I'm getting through the Last Dance right on Netflix. So, and I actually thought about this recently as well. You you think about the big basketball players, right? Magic, Bird. Uh, Jordan, but no one talks about Dr. J. Why is Dr. J not in the conversations? I love Dr. J. He's one of my all-time favorites. I used to have a poster of him on my wall when I was a kid with that with that leap for that jam coming from the, the, the foul line. Um, I think, you know, we were talking about this a bit earlier. I think part of the problem is he started his career so much earlier than these other guys back in the ABA before they had such publicity and such sponsorship from, you know, endorsements from different product lines, um, you know, and he and he finished up his career playing with Jordan and Bird and Magic, but uh, I I don't think he gets the respect he deserves. I, I think Dr. J for his time was probably the best player out on the court. Brazi. Listen, I, I, I grew up, you know, that at the tail end of Dr. J. I mean, Dr. J came into the ABA in, what, like 1972 or something? I mean, that's six years before I was born. So I caught him when he was probably in his early 30s and, and you know, missed his peak. And I just remember going up in the 80s when my dad was a huge Sixers fan because he was from Philly. And I was a huge Celtics fan. I was totally, you know, rooting against Dr. J and Moses Malone and um, all those guys. Maurice Cheeks. But I mean, mm, you know, number 10. My uh, you know, my real knowledge of, of that kind of basketball is pretty limited. I just remember that he was iconic and that people thought he was incredible. And then he went to UMass, which I thought was pretty cool because what great basketball players go to UMass? Other than, you know, Marcus Camby. You know? I was going to say they've only had one other player, Camby. Yeah, who you know got in his own problems with you know eligibility and the final four appearance being vacated, whatever. But I mean, uh, I, I have nothing but affection for that, you know, for the memory and for for the career of Dr. J. What about you, Geller? No, I think great player. You know, I, you know, I, I, I think he holds a lot of respect. There. He's just not in that same tier as, as that, as the, as the, the group that we maybe start off talking about. Um, 
you know, I, I do enjoy thinking about that photo with, with him and Bird with their hands wrapped around each other's neck. You know, I, I think that, that was at the guy was at the garden, I think. Or was that a, that was that in Philly? But, but no, a great, great player, you know. He, he's no Charles Barkley, but he'll do. I'm a big Barkley fan. How can you how can you not love, love Barkley? Barkley? I love Barkley, round mound of Bornstein rebound. No good. I mean, he, I mean he, <laughs> he's like the, when, he, when he's when he's on the in the halftime show and he's giving it Shaq, give it to Shaq and and Kenny yeah. Smith. I love Chuck. He's great. Yeah, he's a good, great guy. Good stuff, man. Uh, all right, Bornstein, for you, Scotch or bourbon? Absolutely bourbon. One hundred percent bourbon. I'm not Why? a Scotch drinker Why? at all. Scotch just burns. It burns all the way down. It hurts. It's not pleasant. Bourbon. It's smooth. It's sweet. Um. Yeah, it's just it's, that's the way for me to go. Geller, Scotch or bourbon? I'm not a big. I'm not actually as much as I like to drink. I do, I'm not a big um hot liquor fan, so I would say neither. Whoa. Well, yeah. luckily, Mark Mark's answer is the correct answer. The correct answer is bourbon. I agree, uh, for the same reasons that you mentioned. Absolutely. Um, but the 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 next the 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 part two of this question is: What's up with the hard seltzers? Are you a White Claw guy? You doing the White Claw there? I, you know what? I've just been introduced to those whilst I've been here at my brother's house. My niece and nephew, who are a little bit older, um, drink them. And I'm like, what is this? What are they, 13? And, and your family, what are they, they're a little older drinking hot seltzers. Like, they just had their bar mitzvah. So what's, what's <laughs> yeah, exactly? Right. No, no, they're, they're, they're well into their 20s. But um, I present you, know, you with this, with this, with this, um, with this commentary in the Torah, this, this Shabbat prayer book. And, so and, the, <laughs> and, and this and this and this um this book on how to shotgun a beer. <laughs> but yeah, this is the first I've ever. I've ever it's a huge thing down here, or in the states in general. I, I don't know, but um. But it's not sweeping. It's not sweeping these, the these hard seltzers, these these alcoholic soft drinks, so to speak. Um, well, I mean, were, were you there when Zima was a big deal? Come on, remember that. Ooh. But Zima was like in '92. No, it was later. Wasn't it later? Oh, Zima. No, I'm thinking of Zuma. What is that? The beer. Zima was like the sparkling malt beverage, right? Uh, I thought that was Zima, like. A, you were, you were actually Zima remember. was introduced in 1993. Good job. You're right. Zima was '93. So to me, it's like the next version of that kind of stuff, you know, the White Claw. <laughs> so if you had some, just look at it right there. Natural oh God. Yellow there you go. Some. Served me by my lovely dog. I've had it. I've had it. Doesn't do it for me. Doesn't do it for me. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to pass. Although I, although I understand why it's working. I understand why, why people like it. Um, it actually has a higher proof than beer. It's 5%. Yeah, I mean, it's not, it's not, it's not. A what kind of, more what kind of beer are you drinking, Bornstein? Watered down beer from the pub? 5%. Well, if I'm, yeah, if I'm like, drinking well, in the States, I'm lucky if it's 2.5%. But um, drinking this session. Drinking the eight eight point two. No, you're drinking the uh the solo from uh from Goose Island. Remember that? That's Jan's cool. drinking the Goose. So oh, be quiet. I'm still walking around that liquor store looking for that beer that doesn't even exist. Oh my god. You're the case of the solo. We don't come home at all. All right. All right. Next question. I question got this eleven. One. We're gonna. This one's for Avery first. Avery, fruits or vegetables? Uh. What would you rather have, fruits or vegetables? Vegetables, carrots, tomatoes, peppers. Oh my God! Let me. Yeah, I'm your father. Avocado, let me, vegetable. Let me list you. Let me list you some vegetables. 
think she may sound say, intelligent, but you know that's just the accent working. So I think I'm, I'm gonna. gonna say, I think I heard avocado, Avery. Is that correct? Oh uh, yeah. So if there's an avocado and a mango and a strawberry and a carrot, what would you grab? Mm. What's the first? What's the quick, first graphic? Avocado, mango, strawberry, carrot. Uh. Mm, probably avocados. Wow. So it's vegetable. Interesting answer. Well done, Mark. You raised a vegetable eater. I did. Both of my girls are vegetable eaters. Although they, the older one's very good with their fruits as well, I must admit. Olivia, um, what about you? Olivia. Me, I'm a vegetable guy. I, you know, I eat fruits if they're there, if I have to, but my first choice would always be a vegetable. What's a vegetable that you hate? Vegetable that I hate. That's a fruit. Peaches are not vegetables, children. You don't like peaches. Your actions may, 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 may present that as intelligent. That was Olivia. But um, no, I, I don't think there's a vegetable I dislike. I love do, you like water, do you like water chestnuts? Uh, especially in Chinese food. Wow. Love them. Oh, yeah, I like them. Bamboo so. shoots. Really? Pots. Uh, uh, do, you like uh, do, you like, do you like cooked mushrooms? Love mushrooms. Ugh, no. Okay, we got one. Wow, this is incredible. Mushrooms, Big. onions, Brussels sprouts. Oh, yeah, no, we're never to be talking about. Brussels sprouts. No, you know who loves Brussels sprouts is Dave Geller. Dave Geller loves Brussels sprouts. I do love Brussels sprouts. I do love Brussels sprouts. But you're a fruit guy, Dave. You'd be a fruit answer, not a vegetable answer, right? Uh, I like, I like, I like fruit. I probably, like, yeah. If I'm gonna grab something, I'm gonna grab some fruit. So I'll go with the fruit. Yeah, I'm a hard fruit. I'm a fruit all the time. Although you are a hard fruit. Hard fruit. <laughs> Your 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 house has so much produce in it though. When you walk in, it's like walking into like a, oh the 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 Isle of Stop and Shop. No, I, I mean, my wife went to the store yesterday and came back, and I swear there were there were six full size watermelons on the on the counter. I'm like, who does that? But we you do, do that. Those. I know you, you know, do that. You know how efficient that is to feed uh, six seven people. You got a watermelon. I was gonna say with twelve kids in the house though, that must be gone by like dinner time. Yeah, and, and the dog likes watermelon too. So there we go. Oh my gosh. Mm. Um. Geller, question 12. Geller's got question 12. Dress. <laughs> Dress. I'm, I'm just going to. I'm not going to weave this into a conversation. I'm just going to say. Dress shirts with pockets on them. Yes or no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Who comes up with this crap? I mean, that would me be me. Yes. I came up with yes. that. You're kidding me. That's your line? That's you? I love oh, that. <laughs> no pockets. No pockets. No, no pockets. Yes, no. pockets. I feel yeah. like I feel like traditionally they all had pockets, and the pocket less thing is 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 fairly new. Am I wrong? Yeah, no, I think you're right. I think you're right. Once you need a pocket, you start people start putting pens in them. It they get ink stains. They get sloppy. Yeah, you gotta put your in. cell phone it, somewhere. You gotta put your cell phone somewhere right near your heart. Put so, that in the jacket. You put that in the jacket pocket. Go. Not in the, the office. In the office. Jacket. I need my pocket right there. If I have a pocketless shirt, my phone's going nowhere. And I want maybe that. Maybe if you're wearing a set of scrubs, maybe, but. I want that cell phone radiation going right to my cardiac area. Yes, yeah, so I've got to keep that pacemaker working. Seriously. I mean, it's like a dress shirt without a pocket is like, I don't know, a fish without a chip. 
this must be a continental disparity because the Brits are saying no, we're saying yes. First of all, Bornstein's from free from Brockton, all right? Uh, he's, he's gone. He's gone. He's, we, he, he's wearing like the again the chest king shirt, which had like seven pockets on it, and the jacket oh. with like twenty five zippers. All right, he's not. I remember so, chest king. He's all like, I'm going, I'm going to, I'm going to go over to Anderson Little and get myself a shirt with no pockets, and they'd be like, there's the front door, sir. Please leave. Don't laugh. When I was in seventh grade, my mother took me to Anderson Little, and I got my first—I got my first Oxford shirt from Anderson Little, and I wore and Oxford shirts for years after and that. And no, but it did have the buttons on the collar. Oh, there you go. Um, what about the Bob Kraft look, which is like the solid collar, like the white collar with like the blue, like zoot suit striped shirt what's that? all, yeah, all like the power guys I, wear that I, I never bought into that whole look where where the collar was a different color than the shirt and the cuff yeah. were a different color than the shirt um yeah yeah not for me. i mean i don't know you bring up Bob craft and i think you know he built a dynasty but he's just grosser now whatever he wears to me so i don't know forget it i mean i'll, I'll say you know what Whatever he was wearing when he came out of the massage parlor, that's okay. That would be a towel. <laughs> Unnecessary. Both of you behave. All right. Question 13, Bornstein. You're asking this one, obviously. <laughs> well, you know, do you? how do you feel about drinking with your kids? At, at dinner, dinner or, or otherwise? <laughs> other like, with, with, at breakfast. Or, with, at breakfast. Or in, with or in front of? With. <laughs> wow. Nice. Uh, I would say w in front of is fine. With uh, we we do not do that. We definitely do not do with. I mean, I have older. I mean, I have I have three girls. You know, two in college. You know, um, one def definitely of age. You know, and one you know skirt skirting around it. I don't have a problem with that now. We have, but I'm not I'm not giving Madison my nine year old a, a gin and tonic. <laughs> well, oddly enough, my ten year old's making my gin and tonic for me. So there you go. I make bathtub gin. What is that? It's basically you. You have vodka. And... I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I, I just have to call DCF real quick. I, I the flower <laughs> number. So you have vodka, um, and then you put cardamom pods, juniper berries, um, peppercorn, black peppercorn, and the flavor so for example say if i wanted orange and ginger or lavender then i would put lavender in my in the vodka or i would put orange and ginger but for the orange and ginger it has to be dry it has to be dried out orange and um ginger so do you put it in like, so, like a, in 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 a vessel and let it like sit? Like what do you do, Avery? In a bathtub? Are we talking actually in a bathtub? <laughs> so this is Papa's. He made this one. He made this one. He made it a bottle of Woodford Reserve. Of course he did. Yep. Uh, Olivia made this one in an Angel Angel's Envy bottle, which yep. is lavender and lemon. Yep. So she would have to put lavender, just plain old lavender, and so dried lavender, up lemon. It has to be dried lavender, yes. We heard yes. about that. It's and incredible. then I made uh, orange and ginger. Well, I mean, Avery Simone, um, I love gin. Gin is, is my, you know, if I was going to have a bottle lying around of hard liquor, it would be gin. 
Do you know why Jin is called Jin, where the name came from, Avery Simone? No. Mark Bornstein, do you know why? Do you know where it comes from? I have to admit, I do not. Um, it's because of the juniper. Juniper, uh, the origin or the etymology of juniper is the same as Jin, Jin Juniper. So that's why. There you mm. go. Wow. So um, I'm not sure which which impresses me more, uh, Avery's knowledge of whatever whatever she just said, or how much she reminded me of, of Dave Nudy talking about ice cream. It's a <laughs> very similar, very similar. Wow. Um, yeah, I mean like like uh, like small batch like boutique gin. I'm into that kind of stuff, Bornstein and Avery. So, but Dave is not, which is fine. He just likes white claw. Um, oh, I, I, I enjoy, yeah, anyway, I, I don't mind gin. I don't mind gin, but... Gin's good. All right. Uh, 14, analog watch or electronic watch, smart watch, Mark Bornstein? I think it depends on the day and depends on the event, on, oh, the, okay. on the situation. Um, what are you wearing uh, right now? At the moment, I am wearing an analog watch. Uh, this is quite a big watch, actually. Whoa, hey. Um... This is a, That's a uh, chronometer right there. This is, this is a bowl of a chronometer. Uh, this was a gift uh, for my last birthday. Uh, it, like I said, it depends on if I'm going out for the evening, definitely analog. If I'm walking around during the day, I've got my Apple watch on. I'm tracking my step, seeing, yep. seeing what's going on health wise. Uh, it just depends. But, you know, I probably have 20 or so different watches. Whoa, I mean. whoa, whoa. Hold on, hold that thought, Gal. You're you're an analog watch, correct? What's analog mean? <laughs> like the, like two the, the, yeah, that's. I think so. I think I think I got that. Yes, analog. Yes. No, he's going digital. Wow. Well, I, my, my favorite my favorite watches was yeah with the with the actually with the hands the actual hands one. You know the old Mickey Mouse one that he got for Hanukkah back in nineteen. I like those. I like those self self wound themselves. Um, yeah, you did but, like that. Wow. Well, I got the Apple Watch. That's fine. I'm, I'm good with that. Um, but Mark Borgin has 20 watches. That's a lot of watches. You know, there's, there's a lot of different life events that, you know, one goes through that you've you've got to be prepared. That's so interesting. That's interesting. The, pocket, the pocketless shirt, the $8 shirt that we have here, and the watch for the event, you know, pairing. I feel like you are um, you're on your A game, sartorially speaking. Who's going to who's going to more events? Like who's bringing the other spouse to more events? You bringing Elizabeth or Elizabeth bringing you? Oh, I, I am I am definitely the plus one, almost yeah. always the plus one. So, but I people can't say complain. does she say this is my husband Mark and someone says I love your watch. <laughs> my watch has been you know because I've got one a little bit bigger than this that's orange, which what are I all those sometimes like, what are all those chronometers? What are all those? things on the watch it's like seven different like dials oh, on there i have no i have no flipping clue they just look good <laughs> every simone what kind of watch do you have i have a fitbit i'll go get it i'll go show you she's got a fitbit yeah right. we're, we're mostly digital uh digital watches in the house but all right i'm trying to train them i think it's great wow wow what's your favorite right. watch born saying what's your favorite watch my favorite watch is a square face German TW steel. Whoa, I don't know what that means, but it sounds very efficient. <laughs> it's German. So. It's got to be efficient. It's it's this be is my watch. Look at that Fitbit. That's wonderful. Whoa. Uh, Avery, how many steps do you take today? I 
didn't really wear it for that much, but it's on the English time, so I've done zero. Oh, yeah, you lazy. My favorite part about my, my Apple Watch is that it, it scolds me, you know, at like midnight. Like, get up. I'm like, at the midnight, I want to go to bed, watch. Thanks so much. I think, I think, I think in British terms, zero is, is, is the level of like a thousand steps, right? Pretty much. Roll over in bed in, in, uh, in England. You're like, ah, I really worked out today. Where's my gin? <laughs> sure. Uh, Geller, 15. 15. Let me just pull this one up here. 15. Google. Would you guys, what do you guys prefer using as your, as your search engine, Google or Safari? Google. Google. Because. Google. Because. Google. Because so, your, your mom is tracking us all with her TikTok app. <laughs> Google is much better, whereas Safari is you actually have to search up the the web search the website to get onto it whereas and then you have to click it and then you search what you want to but on Google you just search what you want to and you, there you go you have your information you know what's funny is that you said the phrase search it up and my kids use that phrase and I I never use that phrase so I think that that's a term in common usage for like the kids. Oh, just search it up. I'm like what? What? So I, I just want to compliment you on your excellent lexicon right there. Oh, uh, I'm also uh, all Google all the ta time, unless I'm on my iPhone, and then I'm using Safari. So there you go. I like Excite. Does that um, still exist? I'm, I'm, well, I, the big news was that I think I saw that uh, that Mozilla and Firefox was like shutting down. Or like stopping supporting stuff, and the collapse of that is uh, imminent. But then, who who even used that for more than? I was six gonna months? say I don't think there's much of a loss there. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, sixteen. All right, guys. Boys, you got this one. Sixteen. Goodfellas or Godfather or Heat? <laughs> Except for those who haven't seen Heat. Have you seen Heat, Bornstein? Of course I have. You just watched it at the last podcast. Like, I gotta watch this thing so I know what's going on. Dave, you're so antiquated. God bless you. That's why we love you. God, you love me. I hey, listen love to me. In, in, in the, the classic, the classic <laughs> answer to this is probably Godfather and then Goodfellas and then Heat. I was never a Goodfellas guy. Oh, Goodfellas is uh, so good, fella. I mean, it was fine. Uh, but God, How I could you not it. like Goodfellas? That's a yeah, good movie. It was okay. I mean, Godfather's great. What do you mean you think I'm funny? Funny how? Funny, funny how? Have, have you seen The Irishman? Yes. What'd you think? Too long. Oh, come on, come on! It was good, but it was too long and too predictable. Who's your Who's your favorite? If you could see any, this is not a question, but I'm a, I'm going to draw a comparison here. If you could see any, uh, your favorite musical rock group right now, who would it be? Anybody, live or dead? If you went to the concert, wait, wham! What? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely wham! <laughs> My point is, I mean, I'm not saying Goodfellas is, 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 is in this realm, but it's just a good, it's, it's like you went to a concert of somebody you really enjoyed, and it just kept going and going. You're like, ah, this is great. It's just going. I, that, I thought the movie, it wasn't like the best movie in the world, but it gave you so much um, of, of that genre of your past that I could have watched another three hours of that movie with those guys in it. I personally, that, 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 well, that your was just. Answer, your, your answer is Goodfellas, Dave. Oh, yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about Irishman. But I, I like, the, but the Goodfellas, uh, great, yeah, good, definitely Goodfellas. Mark, that's a good question. 
uh, you know, huge fan of The Godfather, except for Godfather 3. That was, that was so bad. That was a waste of time and money. That's so bad, exactly. So, so but, they, um, so, so you, and you have to put that. So you're talking about the Godfather, the first one, great, right? As a, you know, it's a great, you know, it's a great um form of art. And I'm not going to compare, you know, as we've done many times before, Godfather three with meatballs too, but or but <laughs> but um, but Goodfellas, Goodfellas is a good movie, good movie. Yeah, I mean, the, the correct answer here is Godfather. He's great, but it's not. What is correct? Who, who, what's this correct answer thing? When did you, when did you become become the correct answer, man? The correct answer, the correct answer is. (laughs) Dave, you're, you are, you are absolutely right to call me out on that. No no problem. What do you like Uh, better? No, no, no. The the logical, the logical part B of that question is, is question 16A, which is, do you prefer De Niro or Pacino? Um, And if you'd like to, like, what's your favorite role? Um, for either or both of them. So, Bornsey, who's better, De Niro or Pacino? Ooh, a tough one. Again, I think it depends on the particular movie. Um, I like De Niro in his younger days. I think he started selling out, especially when he started doing those Fokker movies and the, yeah. those the movies where he played the butler, or the, the the chauffeur, whatever those things were. Um, Pacino didn't have that many bad movies, in my opinion. He had that... One lousy movie uh, with the girl from um, uh, the line, uh, uh, what, what was the movie? Frankie and Johnny or? Oh, no, 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 no. The one where he, the, where he played the blind guy. It wasn't his best one. Oh, that, oh that's not. Oh, oh, Set of a Woman. Set of a Woman. Yeah, yeah. But. He kind of redeemed himself in his lady as if you if you've all seen um Irishman. Hunters. Have you seen The Hunter? Have not. Quite good. Where he where he he runs this group of Nazi hunters. Yeah. In New York. But um I like Pacino. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with Pacino, I think, after all of that. All right. Gail, what do you think? Raj, you go first, because you um I'm going to give it to Pacino. I would. I think there are particular roles for De Niro that I thought were great. I loved De Niro in The Untouchables, right? When he was uh, Al Capone, that was awesome. Um, I love Pacino's late late career overacting. And I've taken heat. There was just a whole lot of that, which was unbelievable. Um, but they're, they're two of the greats, man. They're two of the greats. But I, I, would, give it to, I would give it to Pacino, probably. I, I'm going with De Niro. Um, yeah. This thing. You know, what was that a boy's life when he's the bus driver, right? And uh, that good mob movie, and um, in, in Godfather, and uh, and and of course Taxi Driver, right? That's um, yeah. you know, I go, I'm going with Nero. I mean, there, there's, there's there, okay, so here we go. There's no wrong answer to this question. <laughs> Excellent. Um, speaking of speaking of concerts, Dave. Speaking of Ooh. Wham, Geller. And Mark, what's the best or most memorable concert you've ever attended, David? Mm. Oh man, I this I can't I, I'm I I can't answer this. You too, you've been to a lot of concerts. I've been to a lot of concerts. Um, wow, yeah, been to a lot of concerts. I I honestly, I know we know where to begin. What, I so what are, what are, my what favorite concerts are the other small. I did, this is my favorite concert, the small intimate ones, and I, I would just I'll say. Off the top of my head, with us, where, uh, 
uh, Buffalo Tom and the Lemonheads. Um, Love the uh, Lemonheads. That was a crazy, amazing concert. And that was actually at, that was like, I think at Salem State, John and I were there. Um, number two, I'd say, is crazy, would be um, uh, Intimate. Scruffy the Cat, when I was at Brandeis, saw them at Wellesley. That's a bold Boston band. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing concert. Um, and number three would be when that you were there, Dan, when um, uh, I, I don't know if I can call my friend, uh, Bill Janimus played that acoustic session at the Vinebrook Tavern. Um, wow. Uh, and yeah, and for us as a, as a group, that was an amazing, um, amazing concert. There's two Buffalo Tom references right there. So and I hope to have him on the pod one day. That would blow my mind. But that, those would be my top three. But then I get, I mean, I could. I mean, you get you get DB here on here, Dana Bureau. We'll talk concerts, you know. But uh, back to you guys. Mark, what about you, Mark? That's a good one. It's a tough one, even though you know it's one of the things I thought about. Is um, well, I, I will stick with Wham. Is one of my favorite. That was back in uh, 1984. I was a freshman in high school. Um, <laughs> but then this is this was a two-part concert. So a few years ago, saw Bruce Springsteen playing at Hyde Park, and he was. Basically, on his last song, playing with Paul McCartney, when they literally pulled the plug on him, the 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 council came in, said you're playing past your time, and they they literally pulled the volume off, and they couldn't actually tell on stage that the volume had been shut off on them, so they finished the song, the audience couldn't hear it, that was the end of everybody walked out. Springsteen came back the following year, played at Olympic Stadium. And as he walked onto stage, he greeted the audience by saying, so, where was I? Hmm. And he wow. picked up again and, and, and finished off the song that he got cut off on the year before. Uh, that was a great show. Wow. I mean, I've been to a concert in 20 years. I mean, really, not really my thing. I, you know, it's Detroit, but I mean, I was a huge Dave Matthews Band fan. I saw him at Great Woods in the mid-90s, and his peak Dave Matthews, and I felt like that was just an amazing, happy moment for me. Um, so that would be my answer. DMB in the mid-90s down at Great Woods. Um, right, were you born, Steve? Were you at Brandeis when um, Elvis Costello came? And, uh, that was question, yeah. That was crazy. And that, that was a tour where he, he, he spun the wheel. So this is at the, in the old Brandeis gym, Dan. And that was for our, that was for our, what, what weekend? Uh, Bronstein weekend. Bronstein and, weekend. Um, and he was up there. Um, was he solo? Or was he with his band? I think he had. No, he was with his band. I thought, and he would spin a wheel and he would take requests from the audience. It was the craziest, craziest concert. Awesome. Bronstein, um, question 18 is the one you're asking, bud. Which one is that? So I've just lost the page. Is that our favorite professor? That's Brandeis, yep. So, favorite Brandeis professor? I wasted I, I wasted my career there. I, I in terms of like I don't think I I, I learned what I was supposed to learn. I, I can't say I extracted a lot from my professors. Um, I actually no, I take that back. My my I took art history for two semesters, and and there were two professors for that and one. Don't take my professor from me. I'll I'll be quite cross if you choose my professor. Who was your who? And I one know, actually, Gary Bernstein, Professor Bernstein. We talked about him last time you were on, right? Boston architecture guy. Yeah. No, yeah. That, was, that wasn't me. That wasn't me. But mine was this Italian guy, and also the uh, the other woman was I think it was Joan Zisman. I think it was Zisman, but she was actually related to Leslie um, Sherman. 
uh, our friend. Well, yeah. well, how about that? So for anyway. me, I have two answers. Number one is my favorite Brandeis professor is my dad, who taught at Brandeis a couple semesters in computer science classes. Ha ha. But not to me. Um, the favorite Brandeis professor who I actually took a class from, uh, two answers. Number one is Donald Henley, who taught politics and taught about third world revolutions and was an amazing guy. Who, he was like in Indonesia when the communists like were killed or took over, I forget, and told these incredible stories about his life in the 50s. Um, and then the second was Mark Roosevelt, who famously ran for governor of Massachusetts and got destroyed by Bill Weld. And he taught a class at Brandeis, and we just loved it. And um, Brandeis, as you know, gives you the opportunity to take your professors out for dinner if you request the money in advance. So me and a couple of my friends took him out to dinner at uh, one of those pizza places in Waltham, like had pizza and took a couple pitchers of beer and like had a great time with them. We're like, this is really cool. So Mark Roosevelt and Donald Henley uh, and Ben Broskell, my three favorite Brandeis professors. How about yours, Mark? Uh, like again, you know, it was Jerry Bernstein. Um, yep. Art history, architectural history. He put me on my path to what led, led me to my current profession. Yeah. Um, sadly, he passed a few years ago. But, uh, but you know, change the subject slightly. I was thinking about this and started thinking about all these things from from when we were at school. And I got to say, you know, Dr. Geller traumatized me when I was thinking about it. And, and all these emotions started flooding back to me. I remember coming back after my freshman year and we were – Back sophomore year, it was, it was probably like the first week or two. And Dave goes, Bornstein, in, in, in his lovely Maine accent, you've lost weight. He goes, you look good because, you know, your ass was so big that if we put a hose down it, we could go whitewater rafting. And it just <laughs> traumatized me for life. Always making me feel like the fat chubby Dave kid. Keller. <laughs> Dave Keller, Russian chair and brother extraordinaire. I, you know, I'd, li- I'd like to say I've moved on. I've moved on from those times, but Dan knows some some interesting things come out of my mouth sometimes. And yeah. <laughs> I, I, I feel like I have to do. I have to do a huge, you know, for, ask forgiveness, a huge al hate for all the yeah. things I said to my friends. Seek to thankful, now, buddy. Thankful that they're still my friends back when I, in those college days. I'm still in therapy. Oh my wow. god. Uh, the one thing I remember, Mark, about. Uh, about your favorite professor, he used the word juxtaposition all the time. All the time. And we would we would have a little like because he he taught Boston architecture like nine in the morning, which is early yeah. in college. And we sit there in in like the art museum or whatever building that was, just waiting for him to say juxtaposition. And we'd be like, yes, he said it. And that's why everyone in the class uses that term for life. Wow. Uh, question nineteen, Dave Geller. What's your first reaction when you hear the name Roger Clemens? I have, I have good memories. I have good memories. I think of all the K's he put up. I think of, um, you know, his, his, the fire in him. Um, you know, those, those uh, interactions he had with the umps when, um, I think they robbed him of some good, of some calls. Uh, I wish he hadn't gone to the Yankees. Um, ah, I get good memories. Those were, those are great. That, that was a good baseball. Was good baseball. You feel, you feel warm. When you hear yes. Roger names. I feel warm. I feel like I have just drank a, a bathtub gin mix with some juniper and onions. And some dried lavender. Dried lavender. Mark, uh, Roger Clemens, what do you think? Can't stand him. So, I, I feel, when you say Wade Boggs, I feel that way. I don't, I don't feel well, that Wade, way. Well, Wade Boggs went the way of Roger Clemens, didn't he? No, but Wade Boggs is never good. I mean, Wade Boggs doesn't have... <laughs> no, no, but... He, 
no, he three seventy two. No, I'm, not, no, I'm, I'm talking. <laughs> not talking about. I'm not talking about like his um his his. He just didn't have. He didn't have that. But Clemens had to me. I mean, no, Wade was great. Wade was a great player, but he just. That, but, uh, let's admit not, he's a third baseman. He was no Rico Petroselli. But he also was morally. I mean, I mean, I mean, if think about think about the worst thing that Clemens did, right? Maybe some steroids and going maybe, to the Yankees. Maybe. Wait, what did what did what did Boggs do? Boggs is a big baby, and he had that affair, and it was just a mess, you know. Wade Boggs I, was a notorious beer drinker. The stories of Wade Boggs' drinking and like crushing Bud Lights are legendary. Crushing, okay, this is legendary. Crushing some Bud Lights. No, I'll, I'll tell you the reason I I don't like Roger Clemens. So this guy, however much this guy was making in the day, he was making millions. He was from Texas. Okay, well, that's strike one right there. He's from Texas. But it was between, I'd graduate, I took a year off between undergrad and grad school, and I was working at Charlie's down on Newberry Street. And he used to come into the restaurant. Charlie's Diner? Charlie's Diner. Wait, not Charlie's Diner, like the breakfast place on Columbus Ave. No, on Newberry Street. Oh, Charlie's the um the bar? Charlie's Saloon, I think like Charlie's that. Charlie's Saloon, okay, okay, got it. Right? And my manager was so from Dave Texas. Landis used to live above Charlie's the restaurant. That's another oh. whole story. Go on, Mark Warren. And my manager used to comp his meals when he'd come in. And again, this guy was making millions. He was getting free meals, and he wouldn't leave a tip. Ooh. He didn't tip. So I lost all respect for him. All that. That's interesting. Plus the fact he went to the Yankees and he was on steroids. Or so they say. Here's here's what his former teammate said about Wade Boggs, Jeff Nelson. Quote, Wade was always the first one at the clubhouse. He'd bring a six-pack with him. He'd be, he'd be there drinking a beer when someone showed up. And as we were all packing our stuff up out of our lockers and getting our bags ready for the trip, Wade would sit there and drink that whole six-pack. We were flying out of Jersey, so it was a drive from Yankee Stadium to the airport in Jersey. Wade would drink another couple beers on the bus to the airport. At the time, we were flying this older airplane. It couldn't make it across the country without refueling, so we'd stop in North Dakota or something. Wade would drink about a half rack between Jersey and North Dakota. And during the half hour they were refueled, Wade would have a few more. Back up in the air, Wade would drink another 10, 11, 12 beers on the way out to the West Coast. It once was claimed he drank 64 beers on one plane trip from New York to California. And I believe it. The guy was a tank. I think he could compete with Schmoo on that. Um, I hear Roger Clemens' name, and I I just want to throw up, Mark. I have nothing but uh, Bill Nelson. He was a great pitcher. He did well for the Red Sox. When he left, he started taking steroids. He became dominant again. And his big middle finger to Dan Ducote, like, way to go, buddy. Um, can't stand him. Can't stand that he lied. Can't stand that he's that isn't remorseful. And you know, good riddance, dude. Good riddance. Ugh. Question twenty. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm emotionally drained. I can't go on. Question nope. twenty. Take it, take it, Dan. What is it? Give it to well, us. Let's talk radio and music, but I think I gotta throw in podcast there also. So when you're when you have your casual driving time, what are you listening to? Listen, to sports talk radio or AM radio? Are you listening to music? Dave, listen to podcasts. Um, Ornstein. <laughs> uh, I'm listening to country music really? all day long. Country music. 
And and what do we know? And what do we know? When I when I when I yeah, I was just always listening to music um, when I was younger, but I, I always enjoyed um, when I was driving into like Mass General for for you know for, for work as a resident, or I was driving back and forth to Maine. And now I drive. I love listening to um, like, like back then. I was just listen to like like um, WBZ, you know, and yeah. listen to that talk radio. I love. I was just like, well, this is the coolest thing. And I started listening to in in, in residency or med school, you know, sports radio. I'm like, well, this is this is the coolest thing. And now when I drive to Maine, I have a long drive. NPR. I mean, I can't get enough of that. Or I'll put in the Moth Hour on my on my phone. Listen to that. I don't know if you know about that, Mark. The Moth Hour, where they people tell stories from their life, just interesting stories. Yeah, I can't. I, I, I'm running music, right? But when you're, well, but driving, you know, someone talking's good. Yeah, I mean, I've had I've had the full arc here. I went from music to being a sports radio fanatic to sports podcast to news podcast to running to our podcast. I want to make sure it's good. So I'm definitely not doing the talk radio. I turn on sports right now. I'm like, I don't even care because sports is a joke, right? And Boston teams aren't doing so well. So, you know, we'll do some music, we'll do some podcasts, and I'm, I'm fine with both. I'm fine with both. Avery Simone, what do you like listening to? What's your favorite band right now, Avery Simone? Favorite artist? Billie Eilish. Billie Eilish. Nice. Tell us why, tell us why that is. I don't know. She's just a very good singer. Yep. And... Um... That's you fine. Do you like Harry Styles? No. Do you like Niall like, Horan? Do you like James Carden? No. Do you like Adele? No. I feel like you're supposed to like Adele because... You like the Beatles? Oh, uh, yeah. The Beatles are okay. Yeah. <laughs> other, than, other than Billie Eilish, what's some other American music that you like? Um, Lizzo. Nice. Lizzo. <laughs> let's, Dan, let's talk about Lizzo a little bit. <laughs> well, not. Um, and, uh, and who's your favorite British artist? Uh, you like Harry Styles? Uh, Harris, uh, Harry right, Styles. I, 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 got some ra- I got some rapid fire for you, um, uh, Avery, and I can chime in. Have you, yeah. ever seen, have you ever seen The Benny Hill Show? No. No. No, Have you ever seen Monty Python? Don't see it. Yeah. No. Monty no. Python. No. Have you ever seen The Goodies? No. Have you ever seen H. Up? No. It's getting late. My mind's. A... <laughs> oh my god. This man is a doctor who deals with children. Oh. Cool. <laughs> Avery, Avery, who's your doctor besides besides your uncle? Who's your doctor? You don't know your doctor's name, all right? That's the problem. Well, I was pre-med for two weeks, so I tend to take care of most issues in the house. There we go. <laughs> two weeks. Not painting. Avery Simone, what do you want to be when you grow up? A vet or a doctor or uh, a singer like Benny Eilish. Like nice. Billie Eilish. Okay, she doesn't really sing, though. She kind of like moans, right? Oh, she, um, oh come on. She's good. She's a, yeah. I, I, you, you know my opinions about her. What does Olivia want to do when she grows up? Let's ask her. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Run away. <laughs> or I actually, or I want to be an Olympic trampolinist. Well, that's what I want you to do. So let's try I... that and, and do that first. And, and if that doesn't work out, we'll go the vet route. All right. Yeah. 
Okay, I'm on board. I'm on board. Um, what do you miss most about the UK when you're when you're in Florida? Besides your friends. My dog. Besides your dog, besides your friends. What like cultural, culinary uh, thing uh, are you missing? Nothing much actually. Oh. He loves Florida. Okay. Loves Florida. Yeah. Have you seen any the, alligators down the, there? Do you miss the tube? Tell me what alligator. Uh, oh yeah, we so uh when was it this last Wednesday? Week. Last week on Wednesday we went to an alligator farm. Interesting. Did you um did you get to hold the baby alligator? Yeah. Your rasso an alligator? Yeah. Yeah. Did you eat any alligator? No. Does that interest you at all? Mm, no. Hmm. No. Have you seen any flamingos? Mm-mm. No. Have you Never seen, seen a pe- flamingo in my life. Have you seen any pelicans? Mm. No, no, I don't have think so. Any, have you seen any, any snakes? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is, is this okay. like a riddle? Are, this, are we going Actually, somewhere with last this? Last like year, a- last year when we were here. Have you, have you, have you ever no, eaten a carrot with an avocado? It was quite funny. There was a, a snake got into the house last year. Do you rather That's drive a taxi funny. or a double decker? <laughs> okay, every every Simone, you, every Simone, you you can ask us a question if you would like. How many questions you're you're dying to know? Or ask your dad or ask me or Dave. Um. Uh. In a row. Come on. Um, no, that'd be enough. No. <laughs> That's great. Okay. What time, I know. What, what time is it there in the East Coast right now? <laughs> I know. Yes. It's not related to any others, but um, dog or cat as a pet? Wow. Well, you know, I've, I've had both. I used to have two cats. Now I have a dog. So I mean, right now, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm going to say dog. So there we go. Yeah. I grew up with five cats and two dogs. I choose dog. Yeah. I choose dog. <sighs> What's your dog's name, Avery Simone? Patches. And what kind of dog of is that? Of course it is. Half border collie, half springer spaniel. That, that means nothing to me. Is that like furry and poofy or is it long and lean or is it sort of short and stocky? So he's like, he's very short. Short and skinny. He's short and he's very skinny. Yep. I guess. Long hair. Um, he usually has long hairs when he doesn't have a haircut. But when he has a haircut... Like, so that you, you describe like the bizarro, your bizarro father, right? Short, skinny, and long hair. But when he has a haircut, you can see why he's called Patches because he has patches all over his belly. There you go. <laughs> well, hopefully one day when Dave and I fly over to London, we will see Patches in the flesh and see the patches. Let's hope we're not getting on a plane. So that might be so, so next, next time I go to Epcot, I'll stop by London. Yeah, the more more likely to be rendezvous in Orlando than in London or in Dubai, but you never know, right? Peace in the Middle East. So, I mean, th- I want to say, like, we're going to commemorate this historic day. The first day that Conan O'Brien was on the air was a day that uh, Arafat and Rabin shook hands in the White House. And here we are, the four of us, on the day that Dubai and Tel Aviv became it's allies. The circle amazing. of life. Amazing. Hakuna Matata. So, Hakuna Matata. I want to say, Avery Simone. Uh, was the best voice we've ever ever had in this podcast. So thank you for delighting us with your intellectual sounds and commentaries and questions and answers. 
Uh, Mark, we appreciate your willingness to come on with us again and give us all these incredible suggestions. Dave, great to see you with that amazing Bedford Farm shirt. And yep. I'm not I'm not sure what else there is to say. Dave, what do you got for us? I think we got I think we you know we have so many great guests on and I, I think we gotta make Mark a regular. I'm just I'm just calling it right now. Yeah, Mark's gonna be like a like a once every four once every four to six episodes. We've got to have you know the voice and the, our our guest our guest lecturer come in and talk about things. Hey, I, I'm here for you guys, and as you know, I'm big. I'm a big fan. I'm a big supporter. I think we need to get you a proper manager. Get you on drive time. I've said it before. I'll say it again. Quit your day jobs. I'm there. I'm there. Just uh, you can just pay me in bathtub gin, Avery. I send me the lavender one. All right, that's what I want. Sweet. You got any okay. last words for our guest or for our guest our, uh, our guest daughter? No, it was really special to spend time with you, Avery, um, Simone. And I hope that we see you again, either visually or in person at some point. And Mark, it's always great to spend time with you. You're, I, I, I'm appreciating how much our friendship has regrown again. This is really nice. Thank you. Absolutely. Well, I'm just basking in joy and happiness uh, and warm feelings tonight. Um, thanks everybody for listening as we sign off after an hour and 20 minutes. This is a good pod. This is one of the longer ones. Um, we'll get this out hopefully tomorrow the day after before the weekend hits. And then we'll see you back here for episode 37, hopefully next weekend. Dave Geller, good night. Mark, good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. Thanks for having us. Night, young lady. Enjoy your fish and chips. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> what do we know is written by Dan Broskell and Dave Geller produced by Julie Manugian at Lex Media in Lexington, Massachusetts. Our theme music is written by Joey Freeman. Joey's work can be found on SoundCloud and Spotify. See you next time.